Dave Fanning on 2FM. Alison, how are you doing? Are you oh, all right? great. How are you? Good. Now, Alison is here because there's a growing amount of airtime given to therapy sessions in the movies and on television from shows like In Treatment with Gabriel Byrne to Normal People, Back to the Sopranos, of course. Therapy features an awful lot. But what, what do trained therapists make of how counselling or therapy is portrayed? I mean, can it do damage to people's perceptions of it? Or conversely, does it normalise therapy and encourage people to try it? Well, to talk us through all of this, Alison Keating is here. Um, psychologist Alison Keating, that is an Alison, you're very welcome back to the programme. It's been some time. Um, what's it like in your house when therapy scenes come on the television? Are you falling around laughing? I'm probably a pain to watch it with, so I feel sorry for my poor husband. Um, I'll like pause. Okay, we need to like talk about this. This is why this is absolutely brutal. This would never happen. Or there's some scenes where I'm like, this is absolutely brilliant. So like when Nicole Kidman in Big Little Lies her therapist kind of draws out wow, of her. Wow, that's amazing. That it's one. absolutely, yeah, it really is. it's fantastic. And she is brilliant in it too. She, She's just so good. It's so good. And I thought that is doing such a service to people who are presenting and no one would look at them and think, God, there's nothing going on in their home. Everything's perfect. Yeah. And for her to kind of just gently get in there and, and kind of bring it out and to get her to name that her relationship was actually abusive, but she actually gave really specific tips on what to actually do, what the next steps were and when the danger points were. Like if you actually break up and, you know, that's the most dangerous point. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Do you think, Therapy on screen can actually influence how people view therapy. Absolutely. So that's why it can be brilliant and it can be really bad. So like, you know, I mean, you know, TV wants to be entertaining. So like if you saw a surgeon, you know, in a film and he's like he or she is, you know, doing the surgery, you wouldn't actually know unless you were a doctor whether it was right or wrong. But it's not going to have an impact on whether you go and get go to your doctor or have surgery yourself. However, if you see therapy and, and you kind of get these ideas and sometimes they have the therapist as this kind of really incompetent um, cold judgmental yeah. um, like really just sitting back and, and, and being very sterile with them and nothing could be more true about the real relationship that actually develops in therapy and it's 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 quite a kind of a magical space to actually hold and to be with someone when they're in their vulnerable space so when people see that if they've any fear of judgment they're not going to possibly it is going to have for an impact for a long time we would have seen oh that's what they do in America they don't do much of that necessarily here now I know that's all changing so the normalising of going to therapy very important isn't it it's hugely important and I think it's hugely important in, not just in when crisis hits because that can bring people to, to therapy yeah. but also the normalising of if you're feeling overwhelmed or you're or you're really struggling like what I see a lot is that people are kind of to the max in their lives things are going okay it's kind of this idea of oh look first world problems but they haven't dealt with stuff from their past and it is impacting the relationships that they're within now and I think people feel really bad and nearly guilty that they're actually going to therapy because there isn't a huge trauma so to normalise kind of things that you sitting on the couch at home go oh yeah, I actually feel like that as well. I worry about what people think about me or I feel very overwhelmed or I feel I'm kind of masking who I really am. Uh, I think that's a brilliant thing to actually portray well on TV. Okay, so let's take one example. The Sopranos, it it's definitely comes to mind for its therapy scenes. What did you make of that? I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were absolutely brilliant and they were brilliant because of her adaptability. And that is really what we do in therapy is you're very client-centred and it's not, 
prosaic. It's not so prescriptive. So her. Who's the her? Sorry. So Dr. What was her name? Um, Dr. Melfi. Dr. Melfi. Yeah. Dr. Melfi was absolutely brilliant with Tony Soprano, who was the mob boss. And we see him torturing people and doing the most horrific things. It's nearly kind of Shakespearean in that they bring us into the kind of the privacy of the therapy room and show that he is having remorse. He isn't actually, you know, psychopathic in that he has no feelings about what he's actually doing. And in that space, she develops trust with him and it's non-linear that's what I really like so sometimes on TV you yeah. see that the therapy just flies along and therapy like life isn't linear it's not going to be perfect all the time and there's times where it's good and there's times where he kind of lashes back at her and she has to create new boundaries but it's the adaptability that I loved that she knew who she was dealing with and she had to adapt her ways to keep him in therapy and then you saw in the programme that it did impact his behaviour outside of the therapy room. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of that. This is the Sopranos and we were talking Dr. Melfi and uh, Tony. When I was in Las Vegas, I took peyote. Curiosity, I don't know. You were searching for something. Well, I saw some things. This is going to sound stupid, but I saw at one point that our mothers are the bus drivers. They are the bus. See, they're the vehicle that gets us here. They drop us off and go on their way. They continue on their journey. And the problem is that we keep trying to get back on the bus instead of just letting it go. That's very insightful. Well, Jesus, don't act so surprised. <laughs> okay, now you've mentioned, okay, that's the Sopranos, Tony Soprano and Dr. Melfi. You've mentioned Big Little Lies, Dr. Riceman, and Madeline, played by Nicole Kidman. That was pretty um, sort of profound. What about anything else? Um, I liked Paul Weston in In Treatment and again it just um, it showed him as a normal human flawed person and again it's that kind of TV portrayal of this blank person who's just sitting there nodding kind of in a judgmental way when, when they you see in a different way that he's a normal human being with flaws and his own issues as well. Again, I think it's similar. Like, we don't say to doctors, you know, oh my God, you're not perfectly healthy. But I do think people put that on people in mental health. It's like, you know yeah. all this stuff, so you need to be wonderful in relationships and perfect as a parent. And I think it's it was a great myth to break down. And I saw that further in Jonah Hill's um, Stutz. Yeah, I want to get to that in yeah. a second or two because I know how big that is even though I haven't seen it. But the, Paul Weston is the Gabriel Byrne character yes. in, in Treatment. Now, he crossed the line, didn't he? Or did yeah. He? yeah. So, uh, and again, it was a bit vague, but regardless, it's, you, there's, you're, you're bound by a code of ethics, you know. And what I think is incredibly important for people to understand about therapy is that it's a really safe space. You hear that word all the time, but that is actually what it actually means. So having a relationship with your patient is the biggest no-no of all? It's an absolute no-no. And the only place you see it happening is on TV and right. in movies. And I think it's like kind of this power dynamic where... <laughs> hold on, hold on. I haven't accused you of anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. And, and yeah. you do see it. And that's where I kind of sit in the couch and go, yeah. oh God, here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. They're, yeah. they're looking at each other in a romantic way and I'm like yeah. no that does not happen you're sitting with a I mean, person you have to protect the client who is coming in a vulnerable state yeah. and like you know Hippocratic Oath the works right it's 100% not actually happening and I think that would be a barrier for people to not that, <laughs> that your therapist is going to actually sleep with you but that they, you think that they would actually not protect you yeah. and not have your best interests at heart and to recognise the, the relationship for what it actually is um, so that that's where I find that's the most damaging one of all Right. I mean, like, every time I see therapists on screen, it's always questions. It's always like, how do you feel about that? And, <laughs> yeah. It's questions all the time, isn't it? Well, I suppose questions are brilliant. 
Because what I find most interesting in, in therapy is that the person genuinely has it inside. So yeah. we're so busy in our lives that yeah. we often don't ask the most kind of straightforward questions. And here's where you'll say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, true. And to say it in a way where someone's not going to interrupt you, they're yeah. not going to kind of make a judgment call on it, they're not going to give you advice like a friend or a family member would. Yeah. I think it's just really, it's a really interesting process and that's what therapy is, it's a process. Okay, now you mentioned Stutz and I've seen and I know what it is but I've never, sorry, I've seen what it is but I've never seen the programme. I, that That is about exactly what we're talking about, isn't it? It is but there's a twist in it. But oh, I to, to really, just tell me what it is. First. Yeah, I really liked it. So basically, Jonah Hill, he makes a documentary about his therapist, Phil Stutz. Um, but he interviews him about his life. And it's kind of a dual purpose. He, so this is real. These are real people. Real, real, real people. Docu thing. Yeah. yeah. And right. it's, it's so brilliant. I would recommend anybody to watch it. Now, this again does not happen in real life. You would not find all this stuff about your therapist out. Um, he has Parkinson's, so he's quite unwell in it. So I wonder, was there a part of look? This is this, you know, there there might be a stage where he he doesn't well he dies. Um, uh, but I think it's an incredible relationship, and what you can really see is that humor is there. And often, what people don't realize about therapy is that there's a really warm connection. But like kind of what I liked about Gabriel's Burns, you know, it was it's relaxed, it's kind of funny, it's. It's a very safe familial and yet and yet you could really laugh very, very hard. So is it that Jonah Hill went to therapy and thought that this guy was so good he thinks the world should know about this guy? Absolutely. Or is that what it is? I loved, he does that. In the programme he really does that because he wants to show people that we get stuck and there are tools to change it. And I really think the therapist, he does a beautiful job of kind of saying, look, life isn't fair really bad, thing, bad things happen. We get stuck in this kind of maze where we're just like, I can never actually get past this. But there are ways to actually get through it. So he actually goes through different things like string theory. So he imagines and he draws them out. It's it's done so well. And he's like, just imagine like you have a necklace and, and you draw a little circle and then that's you in charge of it. And every step you take, whether it is going to bed a little bit earlier, um, he starts with the basics. He talks about this triangle, which I would always use in therapy. And the base of the triangle is, are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting an exercise? What are you actually eating? And when he asks, like, what difference does that actually make? He says, at the beginning, 85%. And I would totally agree with him. People can come into me and be in the worst place ever, but they mightn't have slept for months. Mm. You get the sleep back on track. You start actually eating a bit better. You start actually moving your body. The difference is phenomenal. I always start there. And I think when people actually see the practical aspect of therapy and actually doing things that you can bring into your life in a really normal way, it's it's that's what the program does really really well. And the idea of the blank therapist who like doesn't seem to have a life of yeah. any sort at all. It's debunked here like this guy does. Just on, just on that note, do we find out much about Jonah Hill in this? It's not about that. Well, it's interesting. They kind of battle back a bit and forth because he didn't really want to do it, but he does bring his mom into the therapy. So he's talking about when he was a kid, he really battled with being overweight and he felt a lot of pressure on that. So they actually bring his mom into the session and then she's obviously had therapy because she's talking about the impact of her family life. So yeah. we're looking at the kind of psychodynamics and where and how our parents are with us. And again, in a non-blaming way, but kind of to get a place of understanding. It's really open. It's really good. 
And they're trying to debunk that everything's perfect. I love that about it. Am I right in saying that, Dan, through the decades, it's been almost de rigueur in America and it really is not something. It's a taboo or has been, was until recently in Ireland to go to a therapist. I think we're getting much better. And when I think about like the breakdown of, of people that I see, like I do see actually a lot of men and I see a lot of women. It's not, you know, oh, yeah. half and half. Um, I think we're beginning to actually see. And if we see more of kind of good portrayal of therapy on TV, we can all go, do you know what? Like if I had an issue with this physically, I would go to the doctor. So I'm struggling with this. There's things I can actually do. Why don't I go and actually you know, fix it. And the difference between talking to a family member, a loved one or somebody you even trust or whatever, it's a very different thing to go to, what, a stranger who's a professional? It's, well, I mean, do we talk about doctors as strangers? They're just a professional. So there's someone who's an expert yeah. in their field. They understand how the brain works. They understand how your emotions work. They understand your family of origin and all the implications that's had on who you are today. They may be tra- tra- trauma-informed. There's so many things that they actually, they have a code of ethics. They know what not to say. They know how to intervene. They know how to protect the person. It isn't a stranger. And I think it's a really interesting thing when people say, oh, going to therapists like talking to a stranger. You go into a doctor's office, you don't know them either. Yeah. But you see them as a professional. Yeah. So maybe TV has had an implication on people that they see the therapist as, you're just sitting there talking to a stranger and they're not going to say anything. Yeah. You know, that's where the negative kind of, you know, mental health ideas need to be debunked there because it's not actually true. Well then, sorry to just go back to Stutz again, but it seems to be at the centre. That seems to be the big one. There's no question yeah. about it for what it's trying to do. And it's not a drama. It's real life stuff. You know? It's real life. And it wouldn't happen in real life. No, but that's not But I loved, I loved actually... The, they both were consenting to it, so it was yeah, it was yeah. really, really good. Okay, well, then the tools you talk about, I mean, what are the tools? How can they help people? And what has compelled, if you like, Jonah Hill to make a documentary about this therapist specifically? And it's not just because he has, a, you know, a debilitating disease. Yeah. When you asked earlier, you know, did, did, did he kind of talk about what was really interesting was he lost his brother, Jonah Hill did. But what he didn't realise during the programme was that um, his therapist had lost his brother too. All right. So I think sometimes it's not that you have to be very careful with kind of counter transference and everything, but there was a connection there between the two of them that was very special but still boundaried. So when you learn things like boundaries about what's okay to ask, the interactions they actually have are like therapy in motion. And I think in life we don't learn these type of skills such as boundaries. You know, when someone asks you something you don't actually want to answer that you are allowed say no. So he said no a few times and then came back around to it. The practical skills are things that I think we're kind of drowning in in information, but we're starved of actual knowledge. And for me, the knowledge is the how. And that's yeah. why I really connected with Stutz because yeah. to me, it's like we we need to stop overloading people with do this, do that, do whatever. We need to actually teach them things like actually how to regulate your emotions how to calm yourself down when you're angry, how to actually get yourself out of a bad mood, um, how to be compassionate with yourself. That is actually one of the hardest things in the world because most people are really horrible to themselves. And you absolutely love your therapy work and you have a driving desire, I presume, to kind of inform people of the tools that can help. And you mentioned the three things there in terms of a, was it a necklace? Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of the, like, you know, the food, the sleep, the exercise, etc. So what's your overall view? I mean, are there depictions helping or hindering the uptake in therapy from the general public? I think the ones we mentioned, like the, the you know, Tony and the Sopranos was superb. 
Um, the scene specifically in Big Little Lies where she actually names domestic abuse and helps her, yeah. allows her the space to actually say that as well. And then goes to the important part of this is how you actually get out and these are where the danger points are. That was so realistic. Um, I think in normal people as well, they have a part where he's talking about, like people often come in and say, I'm here for panic attacks. But therapy is so much more nuanced than that. It actually might have been building for a very, very long oh, time. Yeah. It's really getting and kind of peeling off the layers. And that's the relationship that when I think when people can see that in a very normal way, you're watching therapy on TV, but there actually is a form of kind of connection with yourself where you're like, actually, I totally connect with that. I feel really inferior or I feel not good enough or I really push myself to be a perfectionist because, oh my God, maybe. And you look back to something. So I think that's where TV can be helpful. Just be aware if it feels a bit off, like therapists don't cross lines. They don't cross lines. Um, like in, in the documentary with Stutz, yes, he does talk about his life, but I think it's a very different um, space. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, really good and healthy. But that wouldn't actually happen in therapy. The therapist might share some things with you that are appropriate. Um, I think we kind of have to get change our mindset on the coldness of it. It's a really warm, safe, kind of protected space. But you do get practical, helpful things. And that that's where I was like, this is the core value of why I do actually what I do. Do you talk mostly to one person or two? Mostly one, but mm. I also do two. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go for another example. Goodwill hunting. Good, bad, oh, and different. Brilliant. Oh, okay. Loved it. Did you see it? I did, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Well, I loved it because again, he he adapted to what his client needed. And if he went in in a very specific way, because, you know, he was so intelligent, if he kind of tried to outsmart him or do any of these things, but he kind of sat back. Yeah, this is about building trust over time. Yeah. And it was it was so powerful and um, I was saying to a producer there like my, myself and my husband still laugh sometimes and he'll say to me it's not your fault. If there's one scene in it and he's like he just says it over and over again and he's like I know, I know it's not but he says it again and again and again and like the, the emotion is coming up and he just it all comes out then. So that's what therapy is. It's a, the ability to process often emotions that are basically stuck in the body. You know, I mean a lot of people find they, they can't cry or they're feeling angry and frustrated, but they can't get down to the true kind of, uh, yeah. like whether it was rejection or hurt or I'm never going to be embarrassed again. And it's understanding why we have these protective things that actually aren't service anymore and finding out ways to change. It's all about moving forward. OK, I'll give you a little bit of this now, um, as in um, Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting. I have been late, yeah. Really? Good Big time. Big time. Big time, huh? Um, I went on a date last week. How'd it go? It was good. You going out again? I don't know. Why not? I haven't oh. called her. Christ, you're an amateur. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but this girl's like, you know, beautiful. She's smart. She's fun. She's different from most of the girls I've been with. So call her up, Romeo. Okay, so you, we mentioned good ones. Just one, one uh, Big Bang Theory you're saying not yeah. necessarily, no? What's wrong? So the Big Bang Theory, um, Leonard's mom is Dr. Hofstadter and she is your atypical TV, you know, portrayal of the psychoanalyst. She's cold, she's judgmental and she actually tells you all the things about yourself. She uses her knowledge in a really bad way. That would never happen. 
It would never, never happen. She has a dreadful relationship well, with her son. We are talking about a sitcom. Here. I know that, you but know, like throwaway comedy. <laughs> well, I know that, but it is interesting because these portrayals. I know what you're saying. Of course, it's a comedy and it's really fun. By the way, I've never seen it. Have you not? Every time I click through blinking programs, it seems to be on all the time. If it's not that, it's goggle bleeding box. <laughs> I hate it all, frankly. But I've uh, never seen the Big Bang Theory. Well, really look, good? I would never have watched it unless my husband's a physicist. So, he, you know, they're all like physics geeks. And well, you're married to a physicist. Yeah. So I have all this stuff. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so, I mean, he's the only reason I watch it. And he's laughing at the maths things. I'm like, oh my God. But it's brilliant. But the relationships, they, they, they do them very very well and one of the guys you know in the house who's also a doctor he's very judgmental and he has a great connection with Leonard's mom because she's totally cold has no emotions and well, that's, what, that's I, not the truth I'll tell you the terrible thing is I have no time I wasn't watching the clock but I'd love you to give me 20-30 tw- seconds on normal people what was that like? Okay, I feel like I have to make a massive confession. I have not seen normal people. Oh, I thought you were going to say that no. you, you were the advisor <laughs> on the programme. No, no, I haven't. So I can't. But I did watch the clip right. Right. when Paul Meskel is in and he's talking to the therapist and it is incredibly realistic portrayal. <gasps> it was incredibly... Come on, friendly. Didn't it know was, which one it was going It was be. brilliant. It was brilliant. And yeah. it, I mean, it's so interesting called normalising people, but it normalised, and especially for men, to give them a space to talk about things that are so important and hidden and there's so much toxic masculinity, it drives me insane. Yeah. And yet men in therapy are fantastic. Men in therapy are fantastic. They are. I can see the t-shirt already. <laughs> All right, listen, Alison Keating, thank you so much. Uh, the practical psychologist on Instagram it is and author and columnist. Thanks so much, Alison, for dropping in on the programme today. Phew. Dave Fanning on 2FM. Dave Fanning on 2FM.